0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Fight Talk Podcast, this is Steven Jensen. Before we get into the conversation and the Elimination Chamber predictions with my buddy Throwback right here on the show, I want to give you all a heads up, WrestleRumble.com is a place to be for your predictions for WWE's Elimination Chamber. There is a ton of cash on the line right now, check it out. Go to WrestleRumble.com, entries are $10 for 1, $20 for 3, or $30 for 5, the top prize in this elimination chamber pick'em contest is $1,000 cash. That's one zero 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 $1,000 cash. Second place and third place are each going to get 100. So there's a total of $1,200 on the line this weekend at wrestlerumble.com. Check it out. Win some cash for knowing about professional wrestling. And also, while you're at it, throw a dollar into the Revolution Belt giveaway. You heard me right, one dollar. Someone is going to win five replica title belts, all AEW you know, base titles. We have the heavyweight title for AEW, the TNT title, both tag team titles, and the FTW championship belt. Somebody is going to win all of those for $1. So do that over there right now at WrestleRumble.com. Enter the contests, enter the raffles, get paid, get awesome prizes for being a fan of professional wrestling. Make sure to follow them on Twitter to stay up to date with all their contests at WrestleRumble. Without any further ado, enjoy this conversation and these predictions from myself and my buddy Throwback right here on the Fight Talk Podcast. Hey everybody, Steven Jensen and Throwback, a.k.a. Pat, a.k.a. Throwback, nine seven eight aka throwback twenty seven on YouTube is back here second appearance here on the the uh, I almost call it the fight talk podcast here at um <laughs> here on Jesse that ja- da- here on Jesse Davin's YouTube channel. I hope Jesse's here in the chat um obviously she's very busy for those of you who normally tune in and see me and Jesse here talking obviously she's on maternity leave right now a lot of stuff going on with her. We're looking forward to getting her back soon but uh until then i've been having some revolving guests on and this is pat's second appearance so welcome back pat and let everyone know how you're doing
1: well it's not snowing yet (laughs) that's a good thing but it's brutally cold in massachusetts that's for sure um other than that it's just you know one day at a time and the funny part is is that you called everything on on takeover which is awesome (laughs)
0: yeah i had a good i had a good takeover um
1: did you win Wrestle Rumble cuz I I know you got you do that sometimes so imagine if you'd picked all of that. Unfortunately, Wrestle
0: Rumble didn't have a pick 'em contest for uh for Takeover. So if they would have, I would have done really well though. So, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that transfers over into today. And thank you for mentioning Wrestle Rumble. I completely forgot. I have um I have some elimination chamber um uh, whatever pick 'em contest giveaways I can give away today. I'm going to give you one, Pat, for being on the show today. So you're going to be entered. And then I'm going to get Jesse one. So I'll give away two more. Like, if there's people here in the chat, um, I know we're here on, like, kind of a random time. Uh, don't do Wednesdays that often. So if there's anyone in here, if there's anyone who wants to, you know, hit us up in the chat, basically first come, first serve. If you want a Rumble entry, <clears throat> I'm giving two away. So I'll just pick two random people in the chat today. Um, Corey Hummel already hit us with a super chat. I want to address real quick before we get into the show. Thank you very much, Corey. I was actually talking to him in direct messages uh, before the show, and I think he was just about to go to sleep. Uh, He has like the weirdest work schedule ever, so I think he was about to go to sleep, Um, so he popped in the chat. He wanted us to um, shout out his nephew, Memphis. It's his birthday, and he's turning 11 today, so happy birthday, Memphis, if you happen to hear this. That's awesome. 11's a great age. Like, just cherish those times it's wild how, it's wild how like you know your life from at least for me it's felt like my life from like the time i was like can like remember things when i was real young till like i was 18 took forever and then from like 18 to now like was like immediate you know it's like wild how that how that happens. so do you feel that same way pat like the older you get like the faster things are just like the faster time is moving
1: yeah, pretty much. I remember a lot of stuff when I was young too, so it's like I'm the polar opposite because my family, they keep pictures and stuff like that. There's a bottle, a picture of me holding an old school Miller Lite bottle, and I was two, and I remember that clearly because everybody was freaking out. Luckily, the bottle was empty, and my dad took the picture, but everybody thought I was like literally drinking out of the whole thing, and I, every time I show that picture, are like, well, that's a truth of uh, true Irishman. So, I mean, why not, right?
0: <laughs> there you go. And we're
1: literally a month away from St. Patrick's Day, too. Oh, yeah, good call. I'm actually
0: going to... Uh, I'm going to tweet this out real quick. I completely forgot I was giving away WrestleRumble entries today. I forgot that they were their pickup contest is great i'll pull that up here on the screen in just a second but i believe first place is a thousand dollars and second and third i think are both 100 dollars for this contest um giving away some free giving away free wrestle rumble elimination Chamber Pick'em contest. I can't see my full screen. There it is. Uh contest entries on the show. Giving away free Wrestle Rumble chamber pick'em contest entries on the show. Okay, cool. Boom. Um so yeah, man. Anything else kinda going on with you right now? Like before we get into these uh these predictions, anything wrestling wise, uh anything you want the you know the listeners to know about?
1: Hard launch on the new channel on the 26th, soft launch on Mr., check him out, Rob Wilkins. He does uh, stuff for the for Fightful anyways. He's going to be doing part of, be on the watch along for the chamber, he told me, um, as what he thinks he's going to be. Let's get that constituted, right, because it's not 100% concrete, but... I'm highly excited because Rob has been working on his own show for YouTube for as long as I've been doing my own, and we've been pushing each other, trying to get better. So him being on on the show and him doing the match memories uh, for my mom's anniversary of her passing, that was like a big step for him. And now with the hard launch on the 26th, which is before my birthday, it's going to be awesome and we talked about it last night on my show it's going to give people so much platforms to do there's going to be so much content seething out of that channel and then eventually the hope is to have people take it out like uh bluegrass jeff he does uh stuff for fantasy sports and he's down to do a show for people to watch with Aaron entertainment possibly or people coming in and out and having them talk about fantasy sports which is awesome because fantasy sports is like a huge thing too it gives other people ideas on stuff to do other than watching wrestling
0: hell yeah man i'm a big fantasy uh fantasy football player myself i've never won the championship and it pisses me off
1: but (laughs) we are going to be doing a live yahoo draft this year for fantasy football so that's a given and then uh we're trying to talk about doing fantasy baseball but we'll see how that goes because you have to get like a bunch of people into actually doing it but football is a huge thing
0: yeah for sure i i've never really like been able to commit to like fantasy baseball or basketball or anything just because like there's so many games and stuff i think i just you know people just kind of lose track and interest with football it's great because it's like a short season it's like you basically set your lineup like once a week keep an eye on you know what's going on in the injury list and that kind of stuff but for the most part, it's pretty manageable. It's just really, really annoying that I started this fantasy league in high school with the same, like, it's the same group of us. We've been doing this for over a decade together. I started this thing and I've never won it. And it's like, and we have like a belt that travels winner to winner that, you know, and it's like, and there's a cash prize and everything. And I just, I just can't win the damn thing. And it's really, really damn frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I, my ex wife's, uh family has a league completely and i've won i was in it for five years and i won three of them so finally they were like no nope, you're out you can't do it i was like okay
0: <laughs> you got you got kicked out for being too good
1: yeah it was just random luck like one the last time i won uh i picked blunt to to be the running back and it just so happens that was the last game of the fantasy season and it was just me and her cousin and liter- and he picked like the best running back he could possibly have but blunt literally destroyed him that week so i was like i was down like 25 points and i was up like literally 67 points just cuz of blunt i was just like I'm yeah sorry <laughs> yeah take it
0: like our uh our league is really difficult cuz like we have without, like, talking about it too much, because I know people, you know, want to hear us talk about wrestling, but we have a league where, like, the setup is you start two quarterbacks, uh, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex – sorry, not two running backs, but a, a, a wide receiver, two wide receivers, a running back, in a flex position, plus a tight end. We have a kicker. We have defensive players, defensive teams. Like, so, like, it's, you know, a big roster. So, like, when things start going wrong – like, there's, like, no one on free agency. Like, that's, you know, you're, like, looking into, like, second-string players or, like, trying to make trades. But it's it's a ton of fun, but it's it's super challenging because of those reasons. Like, our quarterbacks get, like, the bulk of the points usually, and those go super fast in the draft. So, it's, uh, but yeah, I, lo- I absolutely love fantasy football, though. I, I really miss, I really miss the football season already. Like, it just ended, and I'm like, damn, I, like, I can't wait until, I can't wait until next season already, dude.
1: Yeah, I can't wait either. And the fun part for me, at least, is that the way I plan to do it is is that the way my ex wife's family did it, they did one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, uh, tight end, a kicker, and defense. But I'm so much of an enigma when it comes to that. And I used to do like go through the main stuff. And then I would start picking each position on that board all over again because let's say the quarterback has a bye week 10. Instead of looking for the scrap, I'd rather have a decent quarterback that's like a third or fourth tier, like Garoppolo or something like that, sitting on the bench for the entire time. And then when that bye hits, I don't have to scramble around looking for players.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure, man. It's a... Yeah, I, I I mean I love professional football, so it's just it just sucks because like all, luckily for us like being wrestling fans that is year round so that's that's always great. There's always pro wrestling, there's always mixed martial arts, so those two things are great because like it always keeps me entertained to some degree. But I don't really watch any other professional sports at this point outside of the NFL, really. So um, yeah, man i've been out of the loop me in the 90s though dude you, you can ask me anything about like baseball in the 90s i got you like i was a huge huge mlb fan back in the day but after the steroid era i just kind of got uninterested <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it was the guys being on steroids or exactly what happened there but i just like stopped like my attachment to the players i had i guess and i just i just kind of bounced. i love going to the games live but
1: yeah, there's nothing like going to Fenway Park. Yeah, there's you, nothing like it.
0: Yeah, you've told me before like the closest I've gotten cuz I've been to like, you know, multiple MLB stadiums, but the uh I told you that one time when I was in college, me and my dad went down to Florida for spring training and the we went and saw the Red Sox spring training and they play in like a, you know, like a minor league stadium uh, but what they try to do is they try to mimic the park that you're at so like they put this big fake green monster you know in the back you know in the outfield so like there's a giant green wall back there and like and they uh they serve like the uh like the boston style hot dogs and like that kind of stuff so like it's so it's something where like i know it's not the same thing but like it's it's cool that they're able to try to mimic it, even though it's on, like, a smaller scale, you know what I mean? It was, it's cool, to, it was cool to do, because I got to do that for, for like, uh, Chicago, so they serve you, like, the Chicago dogs, which, like, I never had a dog with, like, a whole pickle spear on it before, and stuff like that, so, like, Damn. so, like, it's cool to get, like, the different, uh, you know, what you would kind of get from different parts of the world, but it's all right there in Florida.
1: Yeah, the the fun part is, they down there, they have the same clam chowder they have up here. So it's like ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> man. Like Fenway serves like crab, like you, the stuff you wouldn't expect for them to have. You would be like, ah, man, <laughs> why can't it be like this down in Florida? Well, I mean, New England seafood is actually like king for the most part.
0: Yeah. And as somebody who loves seafood, like I would I need to visit because, man, like that's my favorite kind of like some of my favorite food is seafood. If I had to only if I had to pick only one thing to eat the rest of my life, I'd probably pick salmon. Like, love it.
1: Uh, shrimp scampi for me. Like, if I'm at an Italian restaurant, I always get shrimp scampi for the most part.
0: Yeah, ugh. and you guys probably have the best like scallops and stuff up there. Yeah. Mmm, mm, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. As I sit here and drink <laughs> a coffee, I am sitting here drinking coffee at one thirty in the afternoon. Like it's early for me. It's pathetic. Um. Well. I mean, let's just talk some uh, let's talk some wrestling, dude. Let me get this pulled up. Ba-ba-ba-ba. There we go. Um, all right, so we got WWE Elimination Chamber 2021 coming up this Sunday. It's going to be on WWE Network. Is this the last one before it switches to Peacock?
1: Uh, it's supposed to be in March, I think. Fastlane, then it switches. So. You probably know better than me
0: because I just haven't been keeping up with it, but do I need to like go register at Peacock or does my login just work over on peacock then from the network? Do you know how what I need to do to switch my information
1: it, what com what a uh, cable provider do you have
0: um well, all my stuff's through Comcast, but I don't actually pay for like cable
1: then if you have Comcast cable, it's part of your subscription
0: oh. Okay, wait, so Comcast just gives you Peacock for free?
1: It's it's kind of like if you go, you get the cable subscription and you pay Netflix through them. Mm-hmm. It's part of your bill. So, it like, Peacock, since... Um, Xfinity Comcast is actually owned by Universal, like, you know, NBC Universal. Right. So... Because Comcast is owned by them, they supply that to people who have a cable subscription. So, like, Peacock Plus is part of it.
0: Oh, well, I'm going to take advantage of that. I've seen commercials for that lately, and I just didn't understand. It's funny because, like, on the commercial, it shows my exact, like, router that I use for my internet. It was like, if you have this thing, like, you're missing out. And I was like, okay. And then I just, like, forgot about it. You know, I just, like, never really thought about it again. So that's what they were talking about. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Cool. Wait. So I don't have to pay for the network anymore. Then after that, like, I just get it through Peacock through the. Okay.
1: Cool. If you ha- if you use them for your cable. Yeah. Right. It's because they go through your television too. It's part of your cable subscription. So like, if you go through the app section on there, you can actually find it.
0: Hell yeah! Well, thank you, Pat.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Um. Cool. Well. This will be on the network, this pay-per-view, or a special event, whatever they call them nowadays. And this looks like a pretty good show on paper. I mean, there's a lot of really good talent on this. Uh, let's see, where should we start? Let's do, uh, let's start with Asuka and Lacey Evans. Let's, uh, That's
1: kind of changed as of late because right. she says she's pregnant.
0: Right. That's a good starting point. So, as Pat just said, she announced her pregnancy on Monday from what's being reported it's an actual legitimate pregnancy but they on the on tv they're like implying that it could be rick flair's kid which you know obviously in real life that would not be the case but what do you think about that pat like what do you like I'm i'm imagining the story is gonna be that he isn't the dad and but like what do you how do you feel about them even like dipping their toes in the potential water of rick flair impregnating uh, lacey evans you know as far as a storyline
1: didn't they do this with like tory wilson's dad at one point Yeah, on smackdown yep yeah i mean it never goes well and it never ends well so i mean like storylines like this where it's like Seth bringing up that Aaliyah is not Ray's kid and all that stuff. It's just like, come on. (laughs) That stuff, like, it's different with Becky because the fact that she was giving up something she wanted the most. And that was the the, uh, major title. But look at it now is that she was at, she, everybody's like, oh, this is a work that, she obviously she is extremely happy. She wanted to say it to the people that cared about her and stuff. and that child is amazing and it's a gift. If the this, they should just keep Lacey off for a while like they did with Becky and let her focus on that. I mean, two amazing talents. One of them is, you know married to a wrestler, obviously is Sarah Rowe was formerly known as sarah logan and their son is like a, mar- a miracle to him and the same thing with becky so something like this it shouldn't be used for a storyline because it's personal it's something that like for me i don't have kids i've always wanted to be a father so something like this if i if i was with somebody that was in a wrestling program with somebody i would be like no i i, I don't approve it, it, this is something really personal and this is family oriented
0: yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, obviously, I feel like, it, like if, if you know, Lace is okay with it, then, like, I am. But it's, it's, it is strange. It is even stranger that, like, Ric Flair is the kind of, I don't know. I mean, they did that even back in the day. I think with Ric Flair, I think they, there was, like, a WCW storyline at one point that was, like, because, it had, it, I can't remember exactly, but it had to do with David Flair and Ric Flair possibly banging the same woman or something like that. It was so it's like the same thing. This was like 20 years ago, and even then it was like creepy old Ric Flair. Now it's like 20 years later, even creepier old Ric Flair. So it's uh it's it's strange. Um, what do you think they do? Like, do you think they just pivot to Oscar versus Charlotte? Because that seems kind of the most obvious.
1: I'm hoping not. I really don't. I don't want a Charlotte match. I I said last night when we were fantasy booking that if they open the borders, I want to see, and I got flack for us, and that's rightfully so, I want to see Kaylee Ray against Charlotte because they seem to put Charlotte in positions where she needs to beat a streak, have a major title and stuff. And honestly, everybody's like saying, well, Charlotte's a Grand Slam champion. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you define a Grand Slam champion?
0: That's so murky now. Like, I mean, it used to be intercontinental, European, heavyweight, and tag team. But that obviously has all changed now, and there's way more titles. So, like, I I mean, I I guess a Grand Slam champion would be either a world title, like Universal or WWE either tag team either set of tag team titles uh u.s title or ic title and i don't even know what else they would have that you could count now as the force
1: for me it's more so for women if you have the nxt title if you've had the raw and smackdown titles the women's tag titles And there's a problem with that because there's one title that's not listed on there for who their champion is the longest reigning champion in that company right now. And as that title on lock. So how can you be a grand slam champion if you've never won that title? Like it'll be different when Rhea or Tony storm, get a shot at one of those titles and get collects, all the major four titles for the women's side. That would be an original grand slam because the UK title is a major title in that brand and it is under the WWE uh, umbrella. So hence, Bailey is not a grand slam champion. Sasha is not a grand slam champion. Oscar is not a grand slam champion. And on top of that, Charlotte is not a grand slam champion. And that everybody looks at me and it stucks in their crow because they say they are and they're not because that nxt uk title is a vital title
0: yeah that makes sense Do, are they referred to as grand slam because there isn't even four belts for them outside if you're not counting the the nxt uk title it's just the the raw the smackdown and the tag team right there isn't even a fourth to, to where you could even be oh, wait, oh nxt i guess the nxt yeah. women's i see what you're saying gotcha yeah yeah i don't know I mean, that's a really good point, though. Kaylee Ray's doing great stuff. NXT UK in general is a really, really good show. They have a ton of talent over there.
1: So, if the borders were open, I would see them putting champion versus champion, and seeing to put how what Kaylee Ray can do against Oscar, and they would do something like they did with Finn and AJ, for example. This would be non-title. It would just be something for them to put together where people are saying, "Let's see the two best." the best well the person who had the most you know undefeated streak of all time and the women who is the longest reigning women's champion as of right now i think she's even further long than bailey was
0: you're probably right it has been quite a while so if you were let's say that that plays out and we get oscar versus uh, kaylee ray who would you pick to win that match kaylee Okay, interesting. Because
1: of because the way they're booking Oscar right now and making her do tag matches and stuff like that, there's no viable, credible person against her title. So Oscar would have to eat the pin regardless because, well, you, you want the UK title champion to be strong because of the fact that it's the same situation. They're giving her credible... Talent. I mean, Jenny was that match was awesome. Uh, they're giving her Kaylee Ray viable talent, and like the fantasy booking with Charlotte. It would raise with that peacock deal more eyes internationally because you have people who are watching it on BTE and than anything, and on the network and stuff. And it would literally bring eyes and bring ratings up out there, which they don't care about the ratings, but people would be talking about it social media-wise. And on top of that, you have the most dominant women's champion in our generation, and you have somebody who is extremely dominant in the U.K., and that would literally be amazing. It, It would be the equivalent to, and Finn even said it, I think someone said it, that they would absolutely love having both brands go after each other it would make the uk title it would be like the us versus the uk kind of thing you make like a the worlds collide thing but just with major titles it would be so awesome just to see who is the best of the best in nxt
0: yeah i think it'd be a pretty good idea to kind of open those barriers too because obviously we're seeing what's happening on with the rest of the wrestling world with all the companies working together like people are getting stoked on like the idea of like all these dream matches and stuff and WWE has a ton of people under contract like 400 people on like under contract like they they can do a lot of cool stuff
1: they were hitting finn and walter at one point and that changed and it's like you know i wouldn't mind see jordan devlin against finn kind of you know seth versus people he's trained and stuff like that that Stuff like that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, Seth Rollins versus Ben Carter, teacher versus student. That would be really damn good. Um, I think everything you're saying totally makes sense. I like that. I like those uh, predictions. I'm going to – my guess is the more conservative, uh, more what I think WWE is going to do. And I think it's going to be Charlotte and Asuka. And I think Charlotte's going to beat her for the title. That's my prediction. And then you got got another Charlotte title match at WrestleMania.
1: I think the other person you could throw into, because all the matches have ended in DQs, would be Alexa. That's and true. And they're, they're going hardcore setting up Bray right now. So, I mean, with Alexa going in a match in another DQ, it would further along because of how Raw ended in that gauntlet match for Randy. It was just, like, creepy as hell, but it was awesome also.
0: Yeah, they're definitely... The, the Alexa thing is is interesting to say the least because like I don't know I have a lot of thoughts about that I know some people love it I'm like on the fence about a lot of it but it's also it's made her like a big a big focal point of the show I think a lot of people want that but it's weird because she's kind of doing her own thing and then she's like kind of the fiend when she wrestles but then she's not I, I, it's like it's I don't know. It's weird to me. I, what, I, I, what I loved at the Royal Rumble when she was like about to become the Fiend and they eliminated her, I thought that was hilarious because it was like, oh, they got to her before she transformed. Boom! She didn't have the powers yet. Like that, I thought was actually pretty clever. Um, it
1: it reminded me of um, there's a scene in Dragon Ball Super where Android 17, it, they're watching. Brianne and transform and all of a sudden android 17 just goes up and beats the crap out of her and everybody's yelling at the adam be like come on we want to see this transformation <laughs> it's like the public wants to see the transmission but Rhea wanted to beat the crap out her and get her out of her.
0: <laughs> yes exactly i thought it was well done is back here in the chat jgz what's up man he's always here a big supporter of the show says la Knight. yeah um eli drake is now la Knight in nxt uh, I'm gonna be totally honest. I'm not a huge Eli Drake fan. It's nothing personal against him. I just he i just he's he's to me it's almost like um like a Dalton Castle like there I there's people that love him. He has a big fan base. I just he's just never really shown me anything super special that's really gotten me that excited about him. But what do you what do you think about uh, Eli Drake signing with WWE and that new uh, LA Night name for NXT?
1: I think it's a good thing because obviously they're trying to get stronger. I mean, look at Ty Valkyrie. Yeah. Holy crap. That's going to be awesome. Um, it's, the first thing every time they mention L.A. Night, the first thing I thought was like a sports team with that name.
0: I keep but thinking then... of L.A.
1: Lights. Remember the shoes, the L.A. gear shoes that used to light up when you yeah. walked as a
0: kid? L.A. Those are called L.A. Lights, and that's all I can think yeah. about. <laughs>
1: And people were text, were tweeting out, be like, I think they're going to bring back LA Gears, but put it in WWE brand. Yeah. That would be so funny. But, yeah, no, I thought it was, like, somebody they named after a sports team or something like that. Like, you know, they're using the XFL names now and for <laughs> characters and stuff.
0: That's actually pretty funny. They got a he-hate-me character now. Um, oh, I
1: could just see that now. All of a sudden, somebody comes out and, like, Stone Cold stunners and just flashing, he hate me in the background.
0: <laughs> um, shout out to Cole Radrick, independent pro wrestler. I saw him recently rock a he hate me jersey to the ring, like he wore it during his entrance. And It's like that was that was awesome. That was so random, but it was like I, ca- I caught on to that. So, Cole Radrick, big fan over here. JGZ says, I see either Charlotte or Alexa replacing Lacey, wouldn't be surprised if Lacey. Tells Peyton Royce to take her place since that's her tag team partner. I mean, I guess they could do that too, but I, I mean, these are all, these are all good options. Everything that we're talking about and that uh, JGZ is saying here, like they have options. I just feel like the most, the thing with Charlotte and I know some people don't like this about Charlotte because they feel like it's too much of her and she wins too much. And she, and she should have beat Rhea Ripley last year and all this stuff. But what I like about Charlotte is that he that she's always a perennial threat to the title. Like she can be doing like nothing and get a title shot and like she might win it the, like there's always anytime I see her in a title match, my like you know what I mean like there's a lot of time I see a title match on paper and I'm like, oh this person's for sure gonna win no matter what. like Rich Swan versus Tommy Dreamer at no surrender. It's like you know for a fact Rich Swan is winning that match. But if that was Charlotte in that kind of position, I'm always going to be like, you know what? Charlotte could win. Like, she she wins titles. That's what she does. Um, so I like that. I like that aspect about her.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised that – and this is me just throwing this out there – that they bring Rhea in, and this is the spot they actually debut Rhea. They're, they're well-known to, like, not build up a a significant person to the point where everybody gets excited, and then all of a sudden they just plop them into a spot because they absolutely, like – hit the glass the glass the emergency glass just to break everything up and there you go.
0: Yeah. If Rhea would be a good choice though like um the the thing with Rhea though is like she would she has to win. Like if if they put her in this match she has to win the title like after not winning last year and then like just coming up short in the Royal Rumble like you have to establish her like as a winner I think pretty much at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want her getting kind of lost in the mix or being kind of just like everyone else. She's she should be treated special because she's she's super talented.
1: It, it, it and the other thing is is that it could set up something at Fastlane where Oscar sure. wants to go back for it, and then a triple threat like they did for uh, In Your House takeover, but have like Oscar and Charlotte in there and stuff. I mean, there's so many possibilities, but I think. If they absolutely have to they're gonna put Asuka with Rhea just because of the fact that they need somebody quick and Rhea's like itching to go yep I uh, yeah
0: a lot of good options there uh moving on this match here we had a triple threat match for the U.S. title Bobby Lashley defending the belt against Keith Lee and Riddle in a triple threat uh what's up Dylan see you in the chat uh now it's under Dylan Ketchum no longer Dylan's wrestling stuff I noticed the name change there Dylan I hope you're having a good one, man. Feel free to chime in with your predictions. Um, <clears throat> I like this matchup a lot. I, I real I, I really like Bobby Lashley and what he's been doing. Heath Lee is incredibly talented, and so is Riddle. They're all they're all really really talented for completely different reasons. There's a lot of there is some overlap between the three, but they're 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 unique characters, and they're both all three are very good in the ring. Like that's that's what makes me really excited about this. I think going could be a really good match. Um, Pat, who do you think walks away as the United States champion?
1: Lashley, I, but my heart's actually with Keith because after that announcement in his personal life, that would just be like the cherry on top. Eng- like he runs out, yeah,
0: engaged to Mia Yim. For those of you who may not know,
1: that would be like the cherry on top. But that's that won't happen. They're going to keep Lashley, and I, I like the fact that Lashley's even said, I think it's publicly, that he wouldn't mind doing something with Riddle in the fight pit. And that would be awesome. I wouldn't be surprised they drag Riddle out all the way to Mania because of this whole thing. And they do the uh, United States title and they bring just like a cinematic version of the fight pit out and let them to go at it MMA style.
0: Dude, that would be sick. I am all for Riddle versus Lashley in in an MMA style bout. Like that was one of the things about you know, people can have whatever opinions they want about Raw Underground, you know, I have I have super negative opinions, and I have some positive opinions about it, like, I'm all over the place with, with how I felt about Raw Underground, but it baffles me that they got rid of it right before they brought Riddle over to Raw from SmackDown, it's like, you have Lashley and Riddle on the same brand right now, you could have, like, that would have made people interested in Raw Underground, that would have been awesome if they, like, let them go out there and just fight each other for, like, ten full minutes, you know, like, I would have been that would have been sweet and i don't know how they how they like didn't do that it's it's wild to
1: me but anyway it it made it a lot more easier for people to like pay attention to certain people like eric Rowe literally going off on people that was awesome
0: riddick moss um,
1: yeah it, it gave people eyes on certain people which is great yeah exactly like
0: that and that pisses me off like so the whole thing with Raw Underground was like they basically used it to build up Dabakato. He was like clearly the one that was gonna benefit the most from Raw Underground. And then the last episode of Raw Underground, Strowman just comes in and knocks him out. And then Raw Underground's done. Dabakado's never seen again. Uh him and him and Riddick Moss and Arturo Huras all got uh, drafted, I think to alter to Raw, I think. And none of them have been seen since. So it's like the few guys that they actually used to get over in a raw, in raw underground, they just didn't do anything with, we haven't seen them since. It's like the only person they've done anything with is Omis. And he was the guy, you know, protecting the door. So it's like, it may, it's like, it was just a giant waste of time, basically.
1: Yeah. It, it's just, but it gave people eyes on certain people, which is great. It, yeah. That's what matters the most for the, but you're right. I, I think Kato would be a star. I wouldn't be surprised that they do something with him and they move him to SmackDown. Like, literally, let's be honest. There's no brand invitation. It's just they put him wherever they feel like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's the way it is. I like the idea of the brand invitation. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, be real. Be honest with us. Don't, you know, string us along and think, oh, you know, we're gonna they're going to like this regardless. You don't know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they should, like look at whatever plans they had for Lars Sullivan and then be like, okay, we were going to push the hell out of this guy. Let's just do this with Daba Kato instead and see how it goes. <laughs> like, just, just do that. You know, just have him be the next like guy who just beats everybody up, but just don't make it weird. <laughs> don't give him these weird promos and stuff.
1: Or worst comes to work, create a faction in NXT, put Kato back down there and have him stand behind cross. That would be like, like, a doomsday faction. Like, you literally have somebody to pick up where, obviously, you know, the UE's imploding. So, I mean, that would build something up where you have, like, Cross building his own faction and brings it up when he's ready. That'd be interesting. That'd be a good
0: pairing. And that's another one where it's like, you have and Cross now, and you don't have, like, an MMA... Like, that guy has an MMA background. Like, there were so many people that would have been... I think Raw Underground was, an, was a great concept. But they just... They, they they stopped it before... Like, now they have a roster that it, it would be incredible if they did it now. But um, that being said, as far as my prediction for the show... This is really tough. Because i uh, I'm going to say Lashley also. I, he's been on a roll. My thing with Lashley is, like, if he's not going to be the, the WWE champion, then this is... Then he might as well be the universal champion or the uh, the United States champion, rather. Like, it, I want to see him in the world title mix. I think he deserves it, I, especially with MVP and the hurt business and their whole presentation. But if that's not what he's going to be doing, then he should be the U.S. champion, I think.
1: I don't want to see that program again. We've already got it last year while well, the global bastard was still freaking up and coming right there. <laughs> and then I i'm gonna i take that line from freaking russell talk to they that's what they call it but it i really don't want to see it again we already got that we got that literally what a a few months after ziggler i mean no lashley
0: and uh lashley and yeah mcintyre well you know i'm saying just in general like Regardless of who the champion was, like I'd like to see Bobby Lashley as the WWE champion. Like I don't really care what the match is or who he wrestles for it. Like I just think I think Lashley's that good right now that I I'd like to see him holding the because he's never gotten that chance. Like he was the WWE C W champion and nobody cared about that. But you know I th- I think he's really putting it together right now.
1: I think Lashley being a champion like a major title champion, yes, but. I don't want to see the same program and how it ended again sure. with him and m v p It's like, okay, we've seen this, we've done that. They have a habit of regurgitating the same stuff over and over and over again, yeah so but let I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to it, and the rock's not there by mania that they give Lashley a shot at one of the major titles
0: yeah i think I think there's there's a chance
1: um I think out of everybody, I think Lashley is the one who could take the title off Roman.
0: And that's a match we... Have we gotten that for the title before? I don't think so. I can't remember. There was I know there was definitely times when like Lashley was fighting for number one contender. And like the one match we never really got that, if they would have built it right, would have been incredible, would be Lashley and Lesnar. But they just... It just the timing was never right for it. um Well, anyway, Lashley, we're both taking Lashley, um but I, I like everyone in this match. So like, it wouldn't bother me at all to see Keith Lee or Riddle get this championship. And uh and I'm definitely down for your idea, Pat. I hope that we get Lashley and Riddle and like a fight pit or, or steel cage, something, something MMA style. I think would be awesome between those
1: two. It would use every tool they have in their arsenal. It would be so awesome. Yes um
0: dylan's got his predictions in the chat let me read these out real quick he's got mcintyre uh he thinks shame uh, cesaro wins the chamber reigns retains the title lashley retains the title yeah we'll we'll get to all of our predictions on that stuff here um here in just a second because we're actually at let's uh let's do the raw chamber first then we'll do the smackdown chamber and then the roman reigns match so raw chamber WWE title on the line we got drew mcintyre defending against aj styles jeff hardy Randy Orton, Sheamus and Kofi Kingston on this past Monday night, raw Sheamus won a gauntlet match to ensure that he'll be the last person entering the chamber. So Pat, who do you got here? You got McIntyre retaining and carrying the title onto WrestleMania, or do you think uh, someone takes the belt from here in this elimination chamber?
1: You got the man with the freaking kilt. You can't, you can't go against the Scotsman. I'm sorry. Um, The interesting part is that promo Miz caught. I I give Miz a lot of flack because I'm so used to – I want that talking smack Miz where he literally was just irate. I don't want this dinky – and I'm going to say this because this goes way back in Miz's history – the back to New York MTV Miz, where he was apologetic for everything and being goofy and stuff, how he became the Miz When he went on the challenge and got drunk for his 21st birthday. I don't want that. Miz. Like I for want... those of you
0: who don't know what he's talking about, I remember the first episode of back to New York when he is like at, he's like at lunch with two African-Americans and like just saying all this racist stuff about like, his upbringing and all. And they were just sitting there looking at him like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Cause he was from like this really, um, a, a very white area of the United States. Let's we'll put it that way. He didn't have much diversity growing up and he was like super ignorant when he came onto the real world. So like he's changed significantly over time, but I'll never forget that. Like I thought he was going to get his ass kicked the first episode of that show.
1: I want somebody to have the balls to go up to him. If they ever get a chance to interview Be like, how's Cora doing?
0: Coral, yeah. Well, I mean, they became friends, you know, over time. But that was the thing. It was Coral, and I can't remember the dude's name. But, like, that first episode, he was saying some racist stuff. And they were both like, this guy is ignorant as hell. Like, we got to live with this guy. Like, at one point, they were trying to kick him out of the house. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure at one point, I remember they had, like, it was like Valentine's Day or something. And somebody, like, bought, like, gifts for a lot of people in the house but it like wasn't someone from the house it might have been someone they met out there and i think they got coral some flowers or something and i'm pretty sure i remember the miz taking credit for the gifts that people were getting and then they all found out that he didn't actually buy any of those like he was just taking credit for the gifts but like they weren't his presence like but when i was a kid i thought this stuff was hilarious because you know i'm like in middle school and there's this dude getting drunk with a fake with a children's WWE replica title on his shoulder, knocking over trash cans and pretending like he's the rock. And like, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? But
1: yeah, (laughs) I, I want like that talking smack and that promo on Monday was literally the talking smack Miz, Where he said, I'm putting everybody on notice. And that was great. And it was really smart of WWE taking him out of the chamber and, Giving Kofi a, a shot again and Kofi will kill it, but I mean, Drew's gonna win the chamber.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's gotta be the move, unless like they're they're not gonna go back to Orton, they'll probably have something happen where like the fiend somehow cost Orton here. Um, I don't, they're not gonna just do Kofi Mania again, so you know, I don't think he wins. There's really no reason sorry go ahead. i
1: said something on my on the show last night where it made perfect sense so now if you remember how bray and orton at i think it was mania they had all the worms and all that it, stuff. Was, it was
0: mania 33 i was there i remember that yeah
1: and can you just imagine like they put alexa's face on there and she's laughing and orton's standing in the <sighs> middle and her mouth open wide and just like they turn around because they have that 8k uh. camera they could have something like a 3d visual like they use and have orton get swallowed and there's orton going down in the middle of the ring just like brought down is how they could do something no, they like could. that i hadn't
0: really thought about that but like they told and that would be a total wwe move right like like orton gets sucked into her mouth in the in the ring and everyone just kind of looking around at each other like what's going on you know like i i i Man, that would be freaking hilarious if they actually wound up doing that
1: though. You could have Drew off on the on the side on the middle grades and all of a sudden Wharton's ready to come out and Alexa just pops out and starts laughing like she did all and stuff. And then the lights go out and just that visual happens and you see two hands pop up and it's Bray's hands dragging him down. Yeah, I mean they're
0: I think I think we're going to get something like that. Like I think that That'll be the, kind of the excuse for Wharton losing here will be the fiend or Alexa or something something bizarre will happen um there's no reason for them to put the belt on Jeff Hardy. I still love the guy um you know I give him all the credit in the world for being you know as over as he still is in twenty twenty one after all these years like he's he deserves a lot of respect for like the level of popularity he's he's been able to have all these years but obviously i, I you know no one thinks he's winning this match um AJ Styles would only make sense if they're ready to, if they're ready to give the big push to Omis. I just don't think that's happening yet, but that's how I see that eventually happening. Is like either AJ is going to win the belt or Omis is going to somehow win the belt out of nowhere, and that like that will be the first big match for Omis. Will be AJ Styles, I think, because there's no other reason to put them together. You know, like they're they want the best person on their roster in there with Omis so that he looks incredible whenever they're ready to to really push him. I think. And I don't think that's happening by this WrestleMania. I think it'll be a while.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. But I really want to see, like, Roman versus AJ. Even if Roman wins, I want to see that match just because it's been a long time since they faced each other, like, in a major title and stuff like that, going all crazy and stuff.
0: Yeah, and the last time they did that, it was incredible. And that was still when Roman was, like, getting booed as a babyface. And even then, like, the match was really, really damn good. Um... So that basically leaves McIntyre or Sheamus as my options. I feel like... Part of me is like... They won't actually do Sheamus and McIntyre at WrestleMania, but, like, they... I feel like now... I kind of feel like they they might, though. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like McIntyre retains here either way, but maybe it's Sheamus and McIntyre at Fastlane, and then... You know, unfortunately, I still have like Jinder Mahal in the back of my head because, like, you know, I know he's coming back soon, and I know that WWE is going to probably want to do him and McIntyre with that whole three man band backstory and all that stuff. And I'm not looking forward to that at all because I just, I just don't think Jinder's very good, just personally. I'm just, he does nothing for me in a, in a wrestling
1: ring. So I don't know. I'm gonna do start recording. So got us. Hey, it's back up. Oh, it's are we almost back? all fully? I don't know if the feed is, but I can see fully now. Warning, please check video
0: resolution. I don't know why this is happening. It's so annoying. Like, JGZ is still chat, but I think it's from, like, earlier, and it's just kind of lagging. Let Let me look at my router real quick and see if there's, like, anything flashing. I'll be back in, like, three seconds.
1: Starts going, I'll just keep talking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everything looks normal. I have no idea what's going on.
1: Well, um. Yeah, it's. Now it's popping up. Hold on. It's just circulating right now.
0: Yeah, and then we just pop... Okay, I saw us moving for a second. That's so weird.
1: Stuff happens, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I could try to end the stream and then pop it back on, but I think I have to create like a whole new... You're
1: going to have to create a a whole new show.
0: Oh, that's so annoying.
1: Yeah, and it's still loading. So, I mean Yeah, we're we'll yeah,
0: well, sorry, go ahead.
1: I said we could just keep going and just you know, if it comes down to it, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, damn. I mean, I I've I've at least got us recording like right now, so maybe I could do something with the uh, with this video. I'll at least be able to get the audio out. I can like edit this audio in with
1: and so it's done.
0: it's back up.
1: Yeah, it's slowly loading back and forth. Like,
0: I don't know why the connection is so weak from OBS right now. That's what I'm concerned about. And now there's, like, five people. Like, there's people joining in right now. I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> um. So weird. If, yeah, it, it's loading slowly, but we're back on. So, I mean, let, let's just keep winging it. And if it keeps loading slow, I mean, hey, at least it's there, you know?
0: Yeah, and if y'all can hear us, like, let me know in... The chat because something's up with the the broadcaster that I use I have no idea why this is happening um anyways as far as the rest of this show so my official prediction is Drew McIntyre I'm gonna go Drew I think that makes the most sense and uh and then at Wrestlemania I don't know for sure what we get but I I feel like the Sheamus thing isn't over yet so I'd imagine we'll get Seamus taking on uh, drew mcintyre at fast lane or maybe even wrestlemania i think that's probably a pretty good assumption
1: yeah no it, it would make perfect sense yeah there you go man this is wild so, there's people
0: like joining there's more people joining the chat right now like while it isn't working than when everything was working fine that's so weird <laughs> that's so weird And nobody in the chat's even like it's frozen it's fucked up like no one's saying anything um it's uh, just
1: how it is yeah
0: (laughs) and that's so weird because like now i'm looking at the stream and it's got us it's working again a little bit i don't know we'll just keep going let us know in the chat what's going on, what you're seeing. Sorry about that, y'all. I, it's unfixable, apparently, right now, without stopping this and then starting it again. Um, we got the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Universal title. We got Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens versus King Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus R versus Daniel Bryan. I love all the participants in this match. I think that it's awesome that the winner is going to be wrestling Roman Reigns right after for the Universal Championship. And I, lo- I love the story there, too. Like, Roman is only contractually obliged to have to defend the title at the pay-per-view, but there was nothing in his contract about having to be in the, uh, elimination chamber match itself. So I thought this was smart and a key, the Roman Reigns character right now is awesome. And the way that he's using Paul Heyman is like, Paul Heyman's basically his legal counsel, uh, you know, making sure that he's getting favorable, uh, matchups and stuff like in, scenarios and stuff like that. So, um, I love all this. I love the whole story with Roman. I love that the winner of this is going to be wrestling him right afterwards. And the big question, though, is who is it going to be who wrestles Roman Reigns? Because, well, I, I'm going to assume that whoever wrestles Roman Reigns is not going to win this match. But the what I like about the idea is somebody's going to look great coming off of the chamber, and then they'll lose to Roman, but they'll have kind of that excuse and caveat of like, Yeah, but I made it close, and I I went through an Elimination Chamber before that, so they're still going to look good coming out of it. So who do you think wins the Elimination Chamber match and goes on to wrestle Roman Reigns later in the same night?
1: Well, why don't I ask you a different question that I asked uh, uh, Aaron Entertainment last night and Bluegrass Jeff. Um, I made them make their picks, and what I said to them is, pick the last two and who's the winner. And for me, it made more sense after that talking smack promo that they did. It's going to be Brian and Cesaro, and I think they're going to have Cesaro finally get his moment out of this.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Like, I the only I told you before we started recording, and by the way, the connection is great now. I don't know what the hell changed. Uh, I think we're good to go now on YouTube again. But um, when I looked at this match initially. That's what stood out the most was like, this is their chance to give Cesaro a big win and then give him a good match against Roman because he'll go out there and kill it against Roman. Even if it's, you know, relatively short because he'll be coming off of the chamber match, but even in defeat that helps get Cesaro over big time as a singles wrestler and puts him in that real conversation of potential WWE champions or potential universal champions so I'm with you 100% Um, I would love to see those two be the last two in the ring I'd also be okay if it was um like Dan O'Brien and Kevin Owens or sorry like Cesaro and Kevin Owens or something like Cesaro can go with anybody Um, everyone in this match is great like even King Corbin I think is better than kind of the flack he gets but some of that flack is deserved like I think he was the worst I think he should not have been Kurt Angle's last opponent we'll just put it that way um but I think he's done pretty good for what he's supposed to be doing out there and Jay Uso's been great Sami Zayn's always going to deliver I mean it's like this match is awesome and I'm actually going to go with Cesaro also but then of course I think Cesaro loses to Roman Reigns which I think is what you were saying as well like no matter what Roman Reigns is still going to be leaving a uh, universal champion
1: right I had an idea that they should have Cesaro face Drew at Mania. That would be, like, let them just go. Let it be extremely physical. And they if they don't give, like, Sheamus at Mania, why not? There's literally, like we said earlier, there's no such thing as a brand slit. You could have Cesaro pop in over on Raw if you need him. And literally challenge Drew and just drew has no say in it because he faced roman so drew has pride and he wants to beat anybody roman beats to prove he's the better champion so there's your storyline right there
0: yeah that'd be awesome i mean really cesaro against anybody like that i I just want to see him getting a legitimate chance to be a main event player because we've all been saying it for so long that he's he has the talent he deserves it and this is an opportunity for them to actually really do that. And like, he just resigned with WWE, didn't he? So it would make sense. You know, it would make sense to push him. Like that'd be my only reservation would be if he hasn't signed and like, you know, then it's kind of hard to do that. But if he just resigned and he's committed to the company, commit to him, like give him that, give him that big push. And hopefully he, hopefully he kind of negotiated that in, in whatever he signed. Like, I don't think it's fair to ever, you know, when someone signs, I don't think you can ever really be like, I'm only going to re-sign with you if you give me the WWE title or anything like that. But I think he, I think the conversation between him and WWE should have been along the lines of like, Hey, I'm willing to stay. I like working here, but you have to promise me. You're going to push me with this next contract. Cause there's interest, like there's, going to be major interest from aew i know it could go there right now it's not a threat it's just something where like there are options for me and they will use me as a main event guy elsewhere so like you've got to promise me you're going to give me a push yeah. and i'm I'm, ho- I'm hoping that that's part of what his conversation was with the wwe because otherwise it's just like why would you resign when you know there's gonna you can he can make just as much money in aew and they'll actually push him like a main eventer you know what i mean like so you got to do that. WWE, you got to do that for this guy.
1: You can go to impact and literally win the championship day one. Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I I mean, that's how talented he is. And yeah, I mean, this, this is just a big opportunity. I I think they really need to capitalize on this because Daniel Bryan, winning the match, like Daniel Bryan's a made man, no matter what you can put him in the main event scene, whenever you want, you can put him in the, you can make him the world champion, whenever you want. And no, one's ever going to have a problem with it. Corbin just isn't the right guy. Sami Zayn right now just isn't, isn't the right person to be you know, the, the WWE Universal Champion. He's great as like an upper mid Carter, but I don't see him as the champion right now. Kevin Owens has had multiple opportunities, and Jey Uso will never, I mean, it would be interesting to see Jey Uso and Roman again, but like we've seen it enough lately that I don't think that that's what they would do right now. So, I mean, Cesaro really makes the most sense, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's the only choice. It really is because if you're going to save Brian for Mania, because let's say Edge does pick Balor, you know, you need an opponent for it, you know, for Roman, and Brian makes more sense. And especially if Brian goes part time, considering he's doing production stuff for them also, it me- it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. And uh, I see Kogan in the chat. What's up, Kogan? Welcome back. Says, this is the first time in a long time where I actually have hope for Cesaro to get a push. Here's hoping. That's how I feel also. I mean, we've seen multiple times where the WWE looked like they were going to give him a big push. And then just didn't. Like, he'd get in the mix, and then the next thing you know, he's jobbing out again. Or he's in another tag team. I mean, how many tag teams have we seen this guy in over the years? Like, it's like tag teams and and mid-card, and it's just like... But then every now and then they put him in the main event and he'd knock it out of the park and everyone would be talking about it. And it would just all be about like, this is it for Cesaro. Like it's finally happening. And then it gets pulled away again and it frustrates everyone again.
1: I think the closest title he's been as a single competitor is the up, up, down, down title. <laughs> that, on. Like, it, that, that was literally the closest <sighs> one I've seen him on, but it, it he's overdue and it, it give him a shot. And I think the, the best way to have him win a title is Drew. And that literally would be an amazing one and give him a feud with Drew as the WWE champion for maybe a couple of months like they did with Randy and then let you know Drew get it back. But it gives everybody what they want. It really does. And that promo was so good on Talking Smack, so good with Brian and stuff and Heyman. And Heyman says, what's going to happen if you're the final two? who's going to win between the two. And he's like, let the best man win. Nobody will be upset about it. But it's just, you know, it's time. What do you you think about this? Like, let's say they don't go with Cesaro,
0: right? Let's let's say this doesn't happen and it's like, damn, all right, well, they didn't do this again. What do you think about the idea of Cesaro going to NXT? Like, because he'd murder it there.
1: He's been down there and that was really good. And I would like to see him there. But if Edge does pick him, where do you put him? If The only other place that's really hurting for, even though they have the talent, but really hurting for good stories is Cesaro. And I think you put him in with Drew. There you go. They're instant magic. They both have almost the same styles. They both can fight like crazy and beat the crap out of each other if they want. And I could literally see Cesaro going over on Drew because Drew's that type of person where he wants to, you know, give somebody their moment. And because he's already had it at Mania. So why not give somebody else that he's probably close friends with, closer than Seamus, probably? And that would make sense. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Chamber Bryan does the same thing because they've been, he's acknowledged it that they've been friends for about 15 years and he wants nothing but the best from. Pointed out that he's never had a major opportunity at a singles title, but he's either always been in like a mid card or a tag champion, like you said. it He is well overdue. And they, he even said it, uh, to Heyman, how many times you, can you count that he's had a major opportunity for a championship or has ever won a, a major championship that wasn't intercontinental or United States?
0: Exactly. And like Kogan, to your point just now, Kogan actually said, uh, Cesaro did have a U.S. title reign from 2012 2013. I'm shocked. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember he, that was when he was paired with like that random woman. I can't remember what her name was. It was like Oksana or something like that. It was some like really foreign, uh, like exotic name, and she was like his manager for a minute. And I, it, so someone will know the name that I, I just can't. Maybe you do, Pat. I can't remember who it was, but I remember that he came in with a female valet, won the U.S. title like immediately looks like he was going to be a big deal and then it's been all over the place
1: since then the the talking smack promo brian's like oh why are not you uh oh they got the brock deal how the hell did they get the brock deal hey cesaro didn't you tra- do you want the brock deal he's like didn't you don't you want to wa- work with paul Heyman? he's like wait a minute i and brian's <laughs> like oh yeah that's right you did work with Heyman. how did that go why did that and then Heyman's like well it's the jewish thing he i i, I want like work less uh work less make (laughs) more money it's just it was so good and then cesaro took over and just went off on a huge promo like you would in the middle of the ring but it was so funny so good
0: that's awesome like that was baffling to me that like i was in this had to have been in new orleans i was I was there for WrestleMania and then it was the night after WrestleMania. So I believe it was the same show actually that the ultimate warrior did his big speech the day before he died on that same show was where Cesaro told Dutch tell like I'm not with you anymore. I'm a Heyman guy and Heyman came out and like the place went insane because it was like Cesaro and Heyman like this is going to be incredible and then they just never did anything with it. that was like one of the biggest disappointments in recent years for me was was how they just that was that was such a a home run I think with the two of them and they just it just didn't work.
1: Yeah, the only thing happened is him winning the IC title and that was it. Yeah, and that was the same for
0: um Curtis Axel with Paul Heyman. Won the IC title and it was like okay. Basically it, unfortunately it just wound up being a thing where like they were just killing time before brock came back when they were doing that they also did the, i forgot like ryback was a hayman guy at one point too like it just it, it, that didn't work at all
1: if punk was in the, he talks about in inside the ropes on one of their youtube videos about how uh hayman was going away because they take a break with brock for a while and he was supposed to go on vacation with his family hayman he turns around, and gets a phone call. We'd be like, you know what I want to do, and Vince, he's like, what do you want to do, Vince? He's like, I want to put you with somebody. I want you on TV. He's like, Heyman's like, I'm not going to work with anybody. My deal is to work only with Brock and Brock alone, and I don't want to work anybody. But and, and Vince is like, wait a minute, you don't know who I'm going to put you with. He's like, Heyman's like, okay, so who are you going to be? I'm going to put you with Punk. I'll be there Monday night. I'll see you then. <laughs> yeah. The story goes on is like when Heyman peers out and they and they're and they're so like very anal about all their stuff when they're they're looking at you like can you just picture that this company is putting us two idiots together, boy we're gonna get fired in about four months. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it literally was like the stuff, these stories and stuff. It's so much fun to know.
0: Dude, Jay Z says it was Oksana. Dude, so I was right about that. I can't believe yeah. I remembered that name. Holy cow. Because um, she did nothing in the WWE outside of, like, him to the ring a few times. Um, wow. I have the weirdest memory for stuff, dude. I, we were in the on the Fightful Twitch channel last night doing the Impact Watch Along, and I was, like, tapping into, like, these TNA wrestlers that I completely forgot about from, like, 15, 20 years ago at this point. It's like, I have the weirdest memory for cause I couldn't tell you what happened like two weeks ago on some of these wrestling shows, but I can tell you about, like, we were talking about this guy X who was in the X division. He was this giant dude who wrestled in like the early days of TNA in the X division. He was way bigger than the rest of the division. And I brought him up yesterday and no one knew who I was talking about. I'm like, I swear, like, I, I can't be making this up. Like there was some dude called X. He was huge. He was in the X Division, like, no one else remembers this. And then we looked it up, and not only did he exist, it was PCO playing the X character. I was like, I was right, but I had no idea it was PCO. But it was, it was like, just random as hell.
1: Suicide, yeah.
0: Suicide was, yeah, he was, like, Daniels and Kazarian and TJP and probably Amazing Red at some point. And, like, yeah, he was played by a lot of different people.
1: Yeah, it's the whole thing with Sis uh, Sinkara with all the masks and stuff, yeah. <laughs> the
0: Sinkara thing was hilarious because they did Sinkara and then he got hurt, and then they did Sinkara Negro or whatever they called them, the black version of Sinkara, and then it was like they had a feud, and then the real Sinkara beat the fake Sinkara, and then the real Sinkara wound up getting fired, so the fake Sinkara wound up playing the real Sinkara for the rest of the time anyways.
1: Yeah, it's just how funny. I mean, look at you know Isaac Yankem turning into the fake Diesel, turning into Kane, and having this long thing and becoming a mayor of Knoxville County.
0: <laughs> Dude, that was possibly the just. Especially in hindsight, as a kid, I even remember thinking it was hilarious. But when they tried to pass off diesel and razor ramon as the fake diesel and the fake razor as if they as if nothing had changed and it's just this is the this is the razor ramon we bought we've been watching this whole time like no, nothing's off about this guy like it was hilarious that they tried to pass that shit off like like no one was gonna notice
1: <laughs> yeah it, it literally everybody noticed though.
0: <laughs> literally everybody like it was completely completely unavoidable
1: but, Have you seen the day of twenty the twenty twenty one rumble? I, yeah.
0: I I watched it the other night, but it was like I was kind of doing some other stuff at the same time. But I what, what about it?
1: They, Glenn Jacobs, aka Kane, literally talked about how it was an honor to be in there for about and throw about a couple of people out, and then Priest like throwing them over the top, and that it was he sees something in priest where he's going to take that role that he and taker did and just push it into another level and stuff. And he can't wait to see what happens. That's a huge thing with edge and him.
0: Yeah. I actually do remember hearing that. And I think that's awesome. Um, Because priest, I've been saying it for a minute and for anyone who's, uh, who's, you know, trickled in we've had audio issues or not audio, but uh, connection issues today. Um, so it's probably a big time lag on the actual chat right now so if anybody if y'all have any super chats or donations we'll make sure to deep dive on anything that you want us to talk about before we get out of here um we've already gone through our elimination chamber picks but we're just gonna kind of kick it here for a few minutes and just talk about whatever y'all want to or just whatever we wind up coming up with um so just keep that in mind super chats are great and also uh the donation links are in the description but with uh with the Royal Rumble with with Damian Priest and in that endorsement, I think that's really uh, that's really I, I really see that happening for Priest because I don't think they would have put him with Bad Bunny if they didn't see a big star potential in him, and he checks every box that WWE's looking for. I mean, he has the size. Um, the the analogy or the kind of way I explain it to people is. You know he could pick you up over his head and throw you over the top rope or jump over the top rope and completely clear it and, and hit you on the outside i mean he can do literally anything um so he's he's the kind of guy that i think the wwe could really really do something with and i think he's the kind of guy that vincent man is gonna really like
1: he's a skinnier version of keith lee
0: yeah he reminds me of roman reigns too um a little bit so this is i, I think he has a very bright future and I also think it's, you know, I'm one of those people who didn't know who Bad Bunny was, you know, pre-WWE. And that's not me, like, flexing or trying to sound cool. I just just didn't know who he was. But I've come to learn that he's, like, this massive star. Like, I I did not realize how humongous this guy was, like, worldwide, popularity-wise. And for them to be putting Priest with him, I think that's, that could only help Damian Priest.
1: I think the biggest compliment they could do is put Priest with McIntyre, or put him in certain position where they can make him succeed. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, let's say Lashley drops the title at some point, that he picks up the ball and ha- starts having feuds again. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Lee go at it. I wouldn't mind seeing him going after a few other people too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with that, one hundred percent. Um there was something else there too So uh, escaping my oh yeah i was gonna say do you think at wrestlemania will they'll do uh bad bunny and damian priest against the miz and morrison
1: no i think that they're gonna do something where um priest and bunny bunny's gonna do like an entrance theme song like a rock version of his theme and put his own spin to it and then they'll play with that because obviously he's for someone who's making wwe a half a million dollars in merchandise i mean wouldn't you want to have him make a song about one of your wrestlers and bring back the like the old school theme songs like saliva doing wrestling intros disturbed and stuff but having somebody who's like a high-end grammy award-winning act uh performer like beating if denise is watching i'm sorry but taylor swift and stuff so i mean it i wouldn't mind seeing them do something where they can use his musical talents yeah he's a huge wrestling fan and they could have him intervene in the match and then put the briefcase up so that way you get Priest to get the briefcase off the miz but i think Priest could do something with it quicker than miz
0: speaking of uh you know, musical talents and the WWE and all that. I got to ask you, what are your thoughts on Lil Bow Wow trying to... He's like, seems pretty adamant about trying to get into the WWE now.
1: <laughs> no Bow Wow. No.
0: <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know what that... I mean, I shouldn't say I don't know what he's thinking. What he's doing is he saw Bad Bunny and what, what this success he's having and he wants to try it himself is how i see it but it's like how random was that like this dude who never was talking about wwe before like didn't seem to have any interest in wrestling no one you know who knows what level of fan he even is like if he could even name you know 10 15 of the wrestlers on the current roster i have no idea what his like level of fandom for the wwe is but that whole thing is like that's, it, it's, but it it's funny because I can't even, like, 100% even knock it because it's working in boxing. Like, boxing's popularity has skyrocketed lately because of the inclusion of the Paul brothers and stuff like that. I'm not saying that that's necessarily good. I'm just saying, like, it's working. And, like, with wrestling, Bad Bunnies selling a ton of merchandise. And I can uh, understand someone like Bow Wow kind of, because I haven't even heard about Bow Wow since, like, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and that had to have been, like, 15 years ago at this point,
1: so... Uh, He had a few albums out, too, so, I mean, I've heard about that stuff, but other than that, you know, no, no. uh, Unless he's going to do something musical, no. Dude, unless he has... I think
0: I saw someone on Twitter joking about how it would have to be a like Mike scenario, where he, like, finds you know somebody's trunks in the back and puts them on and gets their powers like like how he didn't like mike for his basketball skills
1: (laughs) i mean i i would see him do something like a kid rock limp biscuit kind of thing but i don't want him wrestling dude limp biscuit is genius it would be a David Arquette thing all over again, even though he's wrestling still. I mean, no. Yeah,
0: but no. what he's doing now is completely different than what he was doing in WCW. Now he's out there like taking light bulbs to the dome and stuff like, uh, which is just insane that he's doing the stuff he's doing. But more power to him for for doing it. You gotta really love pro wrestling to be a guy who's has has had as much success as he has, like in movies and stuff. And to have already been a WCW champion, even though the the story was, you know, it's garbage. like, yeah, right. It's like one of the worst things they, they ever did, but it's, uh, but for him, to, I mean, you got to love wrestling, be wrestling out on the independence at his age right now and doing death matches and stuff. Like it's, it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. No, I, I don't want anything <laughs> like that. The best was how Limp
0: Biscuit, um, like Fred Durst was genius, how he basically worked out a deal For those of you who might not know, back in the day, uh, they worked out a deal where WWE was allowed to use Limp Biscuits music in exchange for Fred Durst. I'm sure there was money involved as well, but part of the deal was Fred Durst being allowed to be a playable character in the, the SmackDown video games. So, like, he'd, you know, they had a character for him where he'd come out to Roland and, like, be, like, in a hydraulic car bouncing up and down and, like, rapping and all this stuff, like. Which I thought was genius. He was like he snuck his way into the video games and that deal, which I know, I gotta respect that.
1: Yeah, I mean now Fred's making movies. Dude, I don't know. I saw he was on Twitch lately too.
0: I was like, Fred Durst is out there gaming on Twitch, okay. Like I love Lebiscuit, dude. There's there's a lot of people that like, I get it if you're younger and you didn't live through that time. And I even get it if you lived through the time but you just didn't like the music. I get it. But new Metal was, like, huge for a very short amount of time. But when it was popular, Limp Bizkit was huge at one point. I love that music.
1: Can you believe that they Linkin Park just celebrated 20 years of hybrid theory? That's insane. Because I remember buying
0: that, that CD, like, when it was new. Like, that's... We're old, man. It's getting this messed up.
1: <laughs> i have an autographed copy cd of hybrid theory that because they were doing a meet and greet and i worked at an arena so i literally snuck down into the meet and greet and gave him my cd <laughs> i threw my cd case down that's all i am and ran down there got them to sign it so i have uh chester's signature downstairs in my basement right now
0: there you go r.i.p to chester uh, Kogan says, have you guys seen the documentary called You Cannot Kill David Arquette? Um, I, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but apparently it's absolutely incredible. Like, It, it documents his his recent run out on the indie scene. I, I literally have it on, like I think it's on Amazon Prime, I want to say. It's it's definitely on one of the streaming services I have, and I have it like on my list to watch. I just haven't watched it yet. Have you checked that out yet, Pat, or heard about it?
1: No, I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't got a chance to. Yeah, I'm, I'm more excited for to ha- watch Sean's interview with Danhausen. I saw the whole video of him going through wrestling pro tees and yelling at everybody, saying, "Why don't I Danhausen have a t-shirt? Where's my Danhausen t-shirt?" I was like, "That's just genius." I'm just waiting for them to do something like an impact or have him come up and just run around WWE and say take over and stuff like a show and just ran right out.
0: I'm happy to see his success. He was one of those guys that I got to watch when he was early in, like, like before he was this character or anything, he was like, when I, when I first started watching, I've seen him wrestle without the face paint, but I've, but even when he was started doing the face paint, he was like more of like a uh, Darby Allen type character. Like he would literally come to like drag himself to the ring in a body bag and stuff. Like he was like a really dark, very Darby Allen style character. And then when he's when he flipped and started becoming a comedy guy and like, you know, he has like that whole like he does like a bag of teeth he collects and all this weird stuff that he does. He's gotten so over from the character change, and he, you know he does stuff with uh with Warhorse, their tag team Warhausen, and all that stuff. So like, dude, I'm big on I'm big on Dan House, and he's doing stuff with Ring of Honor right now. So I mean, there's um, it's good like. It's good to see that he's getting recognition right now cuz he's been he's been good for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see if He does like an AEW who runs around and goes after him, Matt Hardy like you took Danhausen took your idea, Danhausen this <laughs> It's just going to be so awesome.
0: One thing they're going to have to do is like and I think AEW would do this, but I don't think WWE would um Because AEW, we've seen the way that they'll license music for, like, the Brody Lee tribute and for Jungle Boy getting uh, Tarzan Boy as his theme and all this stuff. Big part of Dan Housen's character is uh, the song Tequila. Like, he comes out and dances to Tequila on the ring apron and, like, kicks people in the head during his matches. So, like, they'd have to figure a way of getting that song, I think. But I think AEW would actually just go ahead and just buy the rights to it so he could use it if, if he was to come in.
1: It'd just be something funny. Him and all of a sudden... Managing Darby Allen and literally he says Danhausen and Darby Allen Oh god. <laughs> so much you could do with it.
0: Got some more people in the chat now. It's night nice. I think people are trickling more in because the connection's actually like the connection's perfect now. I don't know what the hell happened earlier in this show. We were dealing with like video issue. Um but Kogan, thanks for joining the chat. Says he has to leave. Um but yeah, Kogan, thanks for thanks for joining. Always good to see you in here. Um, I'll probably be on here, um, like, maybe tomorrow or the day after and stuff, too. So, Kogan, hopefully you're around so you can check the the chat out uh, the rest of the week. Eric Clark says, sup, how's your day going? Uh, We're both chilling, just having a good time talking wrestling, Eric. Good to see you back in here. Jackson Alonzo says, hi. Welcome back, Jackson. A lot of uh, loyal viewers in here right now. And Magnificent Matt who I think might be a new viewer. I apologize if you've been in and I've missed you before, but welcome to the chat. Magnificent Matt. He says Limp Biscuit were great. Significant Other and Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water were awesome. Those were two great albums. And it's funny that you mentioned Significant Other and Chocolate Starfish because my favorite Limp Biscuit album is actually, yeah, it is Significant Other. $3 Bill Y'all was their original with Faith and that's what got me into them. But I think Significant Other was my favorite. Although, uh, Chocolate Starfish has my way and a lot of really real classic songs, too. It's tough. Do you have a favorite Limp Biscuit album? Or a favorite Limp Biscuit song?
1: Uh, there's a song on an album that didn't get a lot of hype. It's called uh, Propaganda. It's literally just old-school Limp Biscuit, kind of going right in your face and stuff. I like that.
0: Hell yeah. Um,
1: but um, Sour is a really good song counterfeit was really good great. um you know some of the stuff they did with corn was really good outside with uh stained when it, on the family values tour was really good that they both did i mean for me i am i was more i liked limp biscuit a lot i liked corn a lot but i was more into like stained early Stained with mud shovel and stuff like so many good i got the i got really lucky i got lucky to see limp biscuit as the headliner and the co-headliner was kid rock with joe c still alive and the opening act was stained and that's when mud shovel and home came out too so i was just like i was in heaven I, i i begged my boss when i worked at the arena to work that show
0: dude that's awesome i would have loved it I've, i got to see kid rock live but it was after josie had passed away so what they did was like during his parts of songs like they'd all like look up they'd all stop what they were doing and everyone would look up at the big screen it would be josie on the big screen you know i'm joc to the I'm joe yeah. to the C. ho got more game than calico like yeah man that was oh love those days um
1: yeah we're old <laughs> yeah we're definitely
0: old i know we are definitely showing our age right now but those are the days man and uh stained was uh i love Stained too the lead singer was was it aaron lewis was that his name
1: yeah he's doing country music now he,
0: and it's good it's really good yeah. um he has that one song it's been out for years but uh chad mendez used to come out to it in the ufc and it was awesome it's like the kind of the slow dark kind of country song um it was aw man, yeah. That guy, that guy was super talented. I'm, I'm glad he's still around doing country because I like stained a lot.
1: He there's a song he does with his daughter, Zoe Jean, called uh, "Traveling Soldier," and that's just so good too.
0: Hell yeah, man! I'm gonna listen to some uh, Aaron Lewis when I get off of here today. It's been way too long. Um,
1: it's on my list on my Pandora.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um. Let's see, anything else that the chat is saying or anything we can talk about before we get out of here? Anything else on your mind that you want to talk about before uh, we like, talk about the sponsors and stuff?
1: No, not really. I mean, I'm just excited for this pay-per-view for one thing. Um, I'm just excited to see what happens with the new channel. I'm waiting for somebody to get his Twitch back on. Oh, <laughs> uh, me?
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I actually talked. Um... I talked to... Um, so the plan, just for everybody to know, I, you probably know this already, but the plan over at the Fightful Twitch channel, um, now I have my own personal channel as well, which I'll talk about here in a second, but over on Fightful Twitch channel, the plan every Tuesday going forward is me and Joel Pearl doing watch-alongs, Jeremy Lambert will probably probably be with us every other week. And we may have a revolving third join us, or it may just be me and Joel. Luckily for me, that's up to Joel. So like I just I just know that I'm just showing up on Tuesdays and I don't have to do anything more than that. And I like that. Um but on my personal channel, I was just telling them too, like, I'll be doing more hopefully with the Fightful Gaming channel, uh, especially when Retro Mania Wrestling comes out, because that's coming out later this month. But if you don't see me playing it over on the Fightful channel there's a good chance I'll be live on my channel because I am going to be playing a lot more on Twitch when Retromania comes out. So I'll probably do a little bit of switching off between Retromania and Fall Guys. will be like my two main games for, for a little while, I think, when I'm back at it. But thank you for always, you know, plugging my Twitch. You're like the only person who's ever like, I'm talking about the stuff I'm doing, and you'll be like, don't forget the Twitch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah check out my Twitch also. <laughs>
1: But also mine's going to be start going because I connected my laptop to my Xbox now. So I'm going to start playing. Um, They updated the campaign mode for Jedi Fallen Order. So they added more stuff to it. So I'm probably going to start playing that. I got halfway through Gears and I dropped it because that Fallen Order came out. So I'm going to start playing with that. And Anakin, JMT, wants to get on that. I mean... There's not really that many games that I want to play right now and I'm waiting till like, I do get my the new Xbox to go get Valhalla. I'm waiting for more titles to come out beforehand. But I mean, I can I'm going to see if I can get Titanfall played again if that's still running up on their service, which I doubt it, but there's so many games. I still have Odyssey for Assassin's Creed I haven't played yet. There's certain games I haven't had time to play so we'll see i'm gonna try to get an elgato and i'm gonna hook up the switch eventually and start playing bowling on the tv
0: dude so i i need to get an elgato like i have i think i've talked about it before but like obviously anything that i play through my pc i can just broadcast you know through steam so that's always easy but then because i have windows 10 i can airplay my xbox one so like i can play xbox one games no problem on here but i need a game capture for everything else that I have. And I have the Switch. And that would be fun to play some bowling on there. I never even thought about doing anything like that. I I could, like, set my camera up in my living room and be, like, standing and, and playing. That would be kind of fun.
1: The other thing I'm going to try doing is I have Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I, I finished the storyline, and now it's just the side quests and the DLC stuff. So... I might hop on that, but I'm so far behind on gaming because I've been doing shows and paying attention to everything else right now. So now everything's slowing down and settling down right now. Sure. So the my vacation, I might just start streaming on Twitch for like once a day for an hour just to get the, the time up and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. And me and uh, for anyone listening, me and Throwback have talked about doing some Uno on there too. like. We were going to do that earlier this week, and then I wound up getting busy with, you know, work stuff. But um, Magnificent Matt says, All good, man, no worries. I tweeted you and Doug a few times, giving you props on your videos, coming to you from Newfoundland, Canada. Dang. Yeah, man. Thanks, Matt. Um, And we're hoping to do... Me and Doug want to do more stuff on a regular basis, um, especially over on his channel. It's just... It's hard because he has kids and you know wife and a lot of stuff going on and when we want to do our shows is usually going to be saturday mornings slash afternoons and if it's like kids are busy and stuff it's easy but if he has to be like in dad mode it's just really hard uh for us to do stuff on a regular basis but me and him were hoping to do a show this saturday so you might see us on his channel on saturday matt but um I i love i love doing chats with doug so thanks for the uh, the shout out and the the props that you gave us Matt much appreciated um let's see is there anything else in the chat that y'all want to talk us talk about like if, if once again a super chat or donation we will make sure to deep dive on it I need to uh, I need to have th- throwbacks gonna disappear off the screen here for just a second well actually you know what I don't need to do that I'm gonna just have this disappear for a second I need to uh, pull up our sponsors and make sure I don't leak any of my personal information on Facebook in the process um throwback let everybody know a little bit about more about uh kind of what you got going on there uh, where to follow you and all that before I get into my stuff here
1: every eight o'clock youtube.com forward slash throwback 27 uh wicked crazy pinfalls every Tuesday night it was fun last night Aaron entertainment and We had a surprise guest that popped out of nowhere from the Fightful family, Mister Rob, your boy Wilkins. Nice. (laughs) He got finished dark, and he's like, "Nope, don't sign off, don't do it." (laughs) So he popped in for a few moments, and uh, you know, Bluegrass Jeff. We were talking about you know fantasy sports too, talking about wrestling and everything. It's basically you know like we did here. We just basically shooting the shit, having fun, and just you know being old farts and being silly at times. Um, The podcast is doing really well for the Saturday shows uh, that we, I record Uh, this week. There won't be any podcast and trying to space them out a little bit just so for the mental aspect of it. So I don't burn myself too quickly. New channel, hard launch February 22nd, wicked crazy crew TV. Uh, Your boy Rob Wilkins is going to do a soft launch. That's going to be awesome. The time will be up soon. On everybody's Twitter, uh, Twitter, and then the Twitch channel. Just check it out. You know, YouTube.com/tv, YouTube Twitch.tv. It's so different to say uh, <laughs> forward slash throwback nine seven eight, and then the same thing with the Twitter handle. It's throwback nine seven eight. So it, it, I literally I think last time I checked, I'm two followers, subscriptions on YouTube from two twenty, and then I'm like. 80 away from a thousand followers, I think. I can't tell, around 80. So I mean, I want to get to a thousand eventually. That would be great.
0: There you go, all good stuff. You can see Throwbacks' uh, Twitch cha- sorry, Twitter uh, page right here on the screen. So make sure to shoot him a follow. And as I've talked about a little bit earlier, I'll probably actually edit in like a little bit of an ad before the show uh, on the audio version of this. But WrestleRumble.com, they have multiple contests going on right now. Or I should say one contest and one raffle. So for the belt raffle, I'll talk about that, and then I'll talk about Elimination Chamber. So we have insane prizes, as always, at WrestleRumble.com. They absolutely rule. Um, Because of the lag issues in the chat and stuff, I wasn't able to give away the entries uh, yet on this show because I don't know what i feel like when i'm talking they're not hearing this for like a, a minute or two so I, it's hard to give stuff away when i don't know who's actually in right now um just stay up to date on my twitter i'll give away two entries on my twitter if you if you're watching this show or you're listening literally just message me just me- mention me on twitter just at fight talk underscore i want a wrestle rumble entry something like that the first two people i see do that i'll give you a free entry that simple um as far as on the website, we have a, we have a raffle. It's $1, and there's going to be one winner. So for $1, one person is going to win an AEW world title, a TNT world title, a set of tag team championships for AEW, and the FTW title. So there's five belts on the line for $1. If you're a wrestling fan, especially if you're an AEW fan, you gotta do this, one buck. You can put as many entries in there as you want. Uh, some people throw in, you know, five, 10, 20 bucks. I'm sure there's some people who put in even more because we gotta, you gotta figure, they had to get all these belts custom made because AEW doesn't sell these yet. So <clears throat> we're probably talking like at least $400 a belt or, or give or take three to $400 four probably per belt, if not more. So huge value for $1. Check it out at WrestleRumble.com. And then, of course, today we talked about Elimination Chamber. And they have the contest for that. The way you can enter. You got $10 for one entry, $20 for three entries, $30 for five entries. And what the prizes are going to be. First place, $1,000 cash. That's a lot of money. A lot of money for knowing about professional wrestling. Second and third place are both getting $100. So, there's a total of $1,200 on the line. You could potentially win all three of those. If you do three entries and you get the top three places, you could walk away with all this money. Or throw in 10 bucks. You got a shot at $1,000 you know, total. So check this out. Be a part of it. The prizes are always incredible. Always a fan of everything they got going on at WrestleRumble.com. Check out their website and make sure to follow them on social media at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and their raffles. Shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. This is his Instagram page. Uh, Give him a follow, Boxing BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He can help you reach your goals, whether you're looking to lose weight, get in better shape, if you want to compete at any amateur or professional level, if you have any kind of neurological issue, like Parkinson's disease, for instance. My brother is fully certified to work with Parkinson's patients. Uh, He owns a gym in Atlanta, Georgia, where he can help you just in general or help you learn self-defense. Whatever you're looking to do, He can help you reach your goals. Just shoot him a follow on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. As you can see here, there's uh, some videos here of him, you know, just training some, you know, regular people in the gym. Uh, This is actually him and his co-owner hitting hitting pads, actually. This is one of his Parkinson's classes where uh, he's showing exercises where you can throw a tennis ball against the wall, clap behind your back, catch the ball with your other hand, and uh, it really helps with dexterity and uh, neurological issue. Um, all over the place. This is, you know, a different part of the gym, a different gym altogether. He'll help you outside in a park, at your business. It doesn't matter. This is one of his fighters winning a trophy. All good stuff. And because I no longer work with MMA on point, I can no longer access <laughs> Instagram. And that just popped up. So check him out at Boxing ATL. Support Brian Jensen. And lastly, We have Music City Toys and Collectibles, and I actually have an ad read from them this time. Let me see how this goes. Normally I just wing it, but let me see what Music City Toys and Collectibles has for me here. Founded in 2002, formerly known as Heroes and Legends, Music City Toys and Collectibles is your southern fried source for vintage and modern toys, autograph memorabilia, and all things pop culture. Visit their new retail location opening May 1st at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Kentucky. Sorry, Waterton, Tennessee, Kentucky. Where did that come from? Waterton, ten- <laughs> Waterton ten- Tennessee. Uh, keep up to date with all their special in-store signings, online sales, and convention appearances at musiccitytoys.biz and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at City Toys. So that was a great ad read they sent me. That's actually way better than what I normally say. Um, speaking of their new location, this is uh, some news that I don't think I've talked about yet. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be there live at their grand opening on May 1st in Waterton, Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know why I said Kentucky a second ago, but Waterton, Tennessee. Um, I'll be there live. Uh, they have a special guest planned to be there to sign autographs and stuff. And I don't want to spoil that because I don't think they've announced who that is yet. But I should be interviewing that person. And it's somebody... Who has had a prominent career in both mixed martial arts and professional wrestling? So it's going to be a big announcement. I can't wait to do that. And I love music City toys and collectibles. They are nice people. They give you fair business. Check them out on all social media and, uh, you know, get some stuff from them. Awesome people, awesome products. So check it out. That's everything that I've got. You know, you can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. Listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, all that good stuff. And, uh, Yeah, just keep an eye out for the stuff I got uh, going on and the stuff I'm working on. But anything left from you, Pat, before we sign off?
1: No, we're good.